girl from far away. She lived a simple life in life the Lord. A king was looking for his bride to be. He fell in love and called this girl his queen. Welcome, Western Fellowship and the online community, whether you're catching us uh, through our website, Facebook, YouTube, or Vimeo. Today, we will start reading from Esther 2, 1 through 18. We are in the YouVersion Bible app, available in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You can follow along, take, uh, take notes, and reference the Bible during the service. Of course, we have daily devotionals on the back table for March, April, and May. Feel free to pick one up if you haven't done so already. And... Uh, And we have offering plates available on the back table for those that choose to give today. 
You prefer to give online, you can do that through our website at westendfellowship.org or through our church center app. Let's see. Um, if, you're, if you prefer to text, you can do that by texting the amount you want to give to 84321. After these things, when the anger of King Ahasuerus had abated, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's young men who attended him said, Let beautiful young virgins be sought out for the king. And let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom to gather all the beautiful young virgins to the harem in Susa, the citadel, under custody of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women. Let their cosmetics be given them. And let the young woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This pleased the king. And he did so. Now there was a Jew in Susa, the citadel, whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jer, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjaminite, who had been carried away from, uh, from Jerusalem among the captives, carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away. He was bringing up Hadassah, that is, Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman had a beautiful figure and was lovely to look at, and when her father and her mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So when the king's order and his edict were proclaimed, and when many young women were gathered in Susa, the citadel, in custody of Haggai, Esther also was taken into the king's palace and put in custody of Haggai, who, who had charge of the women. And the young woman pleased him and won his favor, and he quickly provided her with her cosmetics and her portion of food, and with seven chosen young women from the king's palace, and advanced her and her young women to the best place in the harem. Esther had not made known her people or kindred, for Mordecai had commanded her not to make it known. And every day, Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was and what was happening to her. Now when the turn came for each young woman to go in to King Hazarus, uh, Ahasuerus, uh, after being uh, 12 months under the regulations for the women, since this was the regular period uh, of their beautifying, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and ointments for women. When the young woman went in to the king in this way, she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. 
In the evening, she would go in, and in the morning, she would return to the second harem in custody of Shashkas, uh, the king's eunuch, who was in charge of the concubines. She would not go in to the king again unless the king delighted in her and she was summoned by name. When the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go in to the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had charge of the women, advised. Now Esther was winning favor in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the month of Tibeth, in the seventh year of his reign. The king loved Esther more than all the women, and she won grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king gave a great feast for all his officials and servants. It was Esther's feast. He also granted a remission of taxes to the provinces and gave gifts with royal generosity. Let us pray. Lord, guide us in our footsteps and guide us on this faith journey. Let us, let us hold your words close to our hearts and let them never leave us. Today we gather as one body to come together uh, in one purpose. Let today not just be another Sunday, but be the first day of the rest of our lives as we lean in to hear your voice. May your words burn inside our hearts today, and we ask that your, you, know, you open our eyes and our ears to listen to your divine calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we, we have been on this journey following uh, virtuous women in the Bible uh, uh, in a sermon series called She Can. In our first week, we started talking about the virtuous woman and what is meant by virtuous. The original language uses the word arete, which, me which means excellence, heroic, having valor, powerful, exercising dominion, and warrior-like. Next, we, we, we talked about Rahab and how she went against the pagan society uh, she lived in and fought for her family and herself to receive the token of assurance for their salvation. Just last week, we looked into uh, the life of Ruth, who, who faced adversity but refused to quit and said, I will not go back to Moab. Uh, she re uh, refused to return to her old life and push forward to the life the Lord was leading her. And today, I want to talk, talk about another virtuous wom woman with a sermon titled, Only One Room Away. So, 
Most of us know some of the story of the book of Esther, how a peasant Jewish girl was chosen from 1,460 of the most beautiful maidens in the land. Uh, Someone who was not Persian, did not have a royal family, uh, uh, but a little Jewish girl uh, from an exiled and conquered people chosen to enter the room of the king. Uh, How many of us uh, come to church, and, and when we enter the building, uh, we look at the clock. Uh, okay, just about a half, uh, just about an hour, hour and a half, uh, and I can go home and rest. Uh, please don't raise your hands because I don't want to know. So, in 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 the days of uh, the tabernacle, the uh, the people would be in the outer courts because only the priests could enter the holy place. Then, uh, then only the high priest uh, could enter the ho- uh, holy, uh, holiest of holies one time uh, that year. Uh, the, the people could see the glory of God shine down. They, they could see the presence of God descend on the holiest of holies. Uh, they were just one room away, but they could not enter. One room away from the presence of Yahweh, from, from their deliverer, their one mighty God, but they dared not enter in. They could not enter in because of being unclean, uh, and, and the atonement w- was not for them individually, uh, yet, uh, yet only for the whole people. Uh, uh, it was going to take Something more powerful than, uh, than the blood of bulls and goats to invite them into the room of the king. Here we are with the blood of Jesus on our lives. Uh, God in us, the hope of glory, the, the glory of God, the very presence of his majesty uh, is just only uh, just one room away. Um, and... And we enter into the courts with praise. Uh, and, and then we are ready to go home. And we are capable of entering into the throne room. Uh, as with Esther, God can overcome human weakness and failure and elevate your position to his throne room. Never underestimate the potential of one encounter, one service, one time of worship of the king. Too many of us stop with the good feeling of praise, the, the tingle of a move of the Holy Ghost. But that is in the courts. God is looking for someone, his bride, uh, to enter into his throne room. It is just one room away, and yet m- many stop trying, give up, uh, and never enter, enter into the presence of the king. One encounter with the king, one night with the king, can turn a peasant into a princess. One night with the king changes everything. There is an old saying about being plugged in to 220. When when you are plugged in, you know without a doubt you you are plugged in. Uh, When that 240 volts goes across your hand, there is no doubt in your mind or anyone around you that you have been hit by electricity. Uh, Big tough dudes thinking they are invincible, um, uh, all hit with a 50,000 volt taser and they fall flat on their face. Uh, When you are joined or plugged in to the Spirit of the Lord, 
you, you know without a doubt there is no controversy that when you get, get a hold of God, you know it. And people around you know it too. Now, I don't know about you, but when I desire to get a hold of God, uh, I don't want, want to seek him for a little sensation. I, I don't desire for sm a small little touch. When I cry out to God uh, uh, and want him with me, I want a full charge, the, uh, the total load, all that I can get. When you are joined with God, you, you are going to know it. No, nobody has to tell you. Nobody has to show it to you. Nobody has to uh, explain it. When, when the power of the Almighty God comes on the scene, you, uh, you will know without a doubt if you are plugged in. As, as with Esther, uh, seeing the king was not automatic. See, preparation takes time. Anytime the president goes anywhere, it is not a last-minute decision. They have 90-day advance parties that go out and look over and investigate where the president is going to be. It takes preparation and planning to move all his staff, security, the limos, the helicopter, the doctors, and all his aides. Uh, it, it does not happen overnight. Esther was a good girl, a Jewish girl, they, uh, they say very lovely, but her best was not good enough to get in the king's throne room. Uh, she, she could not have any earthly smell. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 17 says, But thanks be to God, who, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and, and through us spreads the fra fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among, who, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, to one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, like, like so many, peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God we speak in Christ." Our lives are fragranced by the blood of Jesus Christ unto God. Uh, not, not a second person, but, uh, but the eternal spirit of God, which the fullness dwells in Jesus. In, in this life, there are, there are two paths, death and life. This fragrance to, uh, to those in death smells uh, of death because they see no light. But those of life, it, uh, it is sweet uh, it is a sweet aroma to the Lord. Paul says that there is no middle ground. Either you are following death, uh, and death is what you smell like, a horrible stench to the Lord, or you are following life uh, and bring a sweet fragrance unto the Lord. So, uh, so when I say Esther could have no earthly smell uh, to go before the king, something had to happen to her uh, because the king was only used to the smell of beauty and splendor. 
Imagine if you took a tour of a hog processing plant. Uh, there is no worse smell than, than of a hog farm or plant. The stench is so bad, it, it will actually cause your head to hurt. It, it, it is the stench of death, uh, and you are not familiar with that smell, and it is revolting, and all you want to do is get away from that smell. The smell of death and sin is revolting to God. He is a holy God and Savior, and in his presence is a fragrance of angelic worship and praise to him. Death and sin is actually repulsive to God. So, so Esther spent 12 months of daily soaking and rubbing in, in, and sitting in aromatic tents of spices and myrrh. Uh, and perfumes, uh, till at the end of 12 months, uh, it literally oozed with fragrance of perfume. When the high priest uh, sprinkled the blood upon the altar with the incense that, that brought the beautiful fragrance unto the Lord, the sweetest fragrance unto our God, great God uh, is pure holy worship unto his name. Esther took 12 months to smell good before the king. For, for one encounter she prepared, but it was, it was worth it. For she was found pleasing before him above all other before him. We must decide to have an encounter with the king. We must be found worthy to, to enter the throne room. Uh, and how do you smell before the king? Who knows what one encounter with the king can do? What deliverances of family, church, and city can happen because somebody enters the throne room of the king? Oh, we, we should not be satisfied with the outer courts, not satisfied with a far-off view. Some things are never satisfied. Proverbs 30, 15 through 16 says, The leech has two daughters, give and give. Uh, three things are never satisfied, four ne never say enough. Sheol, the barren womb, the land never satisfied with water, and the fire never says enough. Leech, never satisfied. If it does not get taken off or knocked off, it will continue to draw blood. Um, it will stay attached un until it literally is about to explode. And, and its weight is so great, uh, 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 the point of attachment cannot hold it any longer. And it will just literally tear off. Because even though uh, um, gorged, it will refuse to let go of its hold. It is never satisfied. Uh, the grave is never satisfied. Uh, death is never happy or sedated. It, it wishes uh, to take all it can. Uh, sin will forever refuse to loose its hold on mankind. The barren womb, the lifeless, the non-childbearing uh, is an embarrassment uh, to all those around. That, uh, that no children are produced by the mother. It is, it is never satisfied as long as it is barren. It will not be satisfied. The land thirsty and barren with, with no water is never satisfied with just a drop. It needs a flood, um, 
Bring me a flood. It is not, not satisfied with a shower. It need, needs more and more and more. A fire uh, never desires to stop burning. It will search and search for something to get, uh, gather into the fire. It, it is never satisfied. As long as there is fuel for it to burn, it will burn and burn and burn. Can we take a lesson from these? Never enough and never satisfied with just being on, but plugged in to full power. Uh, just as sin refuses to let go, just as death refuses to loosen its grip, so should we be when we get a hold of God uh, as Jacob refused to let go. I will not let go. Now, now many are drawn to the palace and prestige of being in the throne room. The, the king of kings is asking, who will love me more than what I can give them? Where is someone touching my heart instead of sampling my splendor of the palace? You only need one thing and one thing alone to praise. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. But it does not stop there. Too many stop at praise. Because it doesn't take much to praise. All it takes is breath. Scripture says, be thankful unto him and bless his name. Praise and thanksgiving are, are the prerequisites of true worship. Now, to know him is to worship him. There is no dignity in worship. There is, uh, there is humbleness in worship. To, to crawl up to the master as a dog crawls up to lick his master's hand uh, is the attitude of true worship. God does not care if your worship is in coordination or in rhythm with the music. Uh, some of us can't sing. You, uh, you, you may not know, know the keys. You may not know, know tone. You may not know how to harmonize, uh, but, but sing and worship. I sing to the Lord uh, what, whatever I have to do. No dignity in flesh, but the majesty of the king is glorified in worship. One room away, church. Come in the gates. Enter into the courts. Now, one room away is the throne room. Some find it difficult to worship without uh, something to be thankful for. The, these are those in the outer courts. You, you must develop a sweet fragrance for the throne room. Uh, if Esther can prepare for a year for, for one meeting with the king, uh, uh, can his blood-bought church prepare by repentance and praise uh, and worship him for his good and holy? We, we must have a merry spirit. Uh, she, she stooped and broke the box of perfume uh, and bathed his feet. Uh, and the aroma filled the room, the aroma of worship. She, she started at his feet and made it to his heart. She, she entered the room, one room away, the aroma of her worship. It brought her to the throne room. 
The, the king speaks to those in his throne room. The king does not go to the courtyard and speak to his beloved. His, his beloved comes to the throne room, and that is where the king speaks. Listen to what happens as Mary enters the throne room in John 20, 11 through 18. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and that he had said these things to her. God will use and speak to those who make the step into the throne room of the king. We are just one room away. Will you make the step to reach the heart of the king? Repentance, worship, time, work, humility. Your fragrance must be pleasing to the king. Decide to go past where you are and enter the glory of God. Now, I remember when, when I got out of the army, I, I continued to do what I normally did out of habit. I continued to wake up early. I continued to work out. I continued to spend my time with the Lord before I did anything for that day. And no matter what I did, I continued to work as hard as I possibly could, no, no matter who was watching or not watching, because I believed that I was doing work for an audience of one. One day, some, someone asked me why I continued to do all this. Why did I do these things when uh, I no longer needed to? My answer at the time was, I don't know. I just do. <laughs> I know now that I was in preparation. I was in training. Uh, a time of testing would come, but I needed to be spiritually prepared uh, before the opportunity arrives. 
Esther needed to be prepared before, before she could enter the throne room. She prepared for a whole year uh, before coming before the king. One of the hardest things to do is to wait. But preparation takes time. Uh, uh, when you see on TV the celebration of the Super Bowl or an NBA championship or whatever sport you follow, that one event, that climax of their entire career didn't start in that game. They were in preparation for that moment their entire lives. But not all people win the chip. Not all people see it to the end. Uh, they may be only one room away and never make it. Uh, my, my wife pa packed all her bags from her hometown and headed uh, for North Carolina, seeking a new life, but had no idea uh, what was ahead of her. She, she ended up living with her a brother that lived upstairs from me, where, where our balconies would see each other. We, we were one room away from each other and had no idea that God had been, been preparing us for this particular moment for two people from, from different parts of the nation uh, would come together in the most unlikely fashion. Life does not happen by accident. It, it does not happen by chance. It takes preparation, it takes obedience, it takes following where the king tells you to go. Uh, it takes doing uh, the things in preparation that, that he tells you to do. Uh, you may not understand it, you may not see where any of this is going, uh, but God has a plan. God knows what, what lies ahead. God has a plan not to harm you, but to give you hope in a future. Uh, you, you have been specifically chosen as a child of God to carry out his plans for you. Uh, all you have to do is follow him and not quit in the waiting because you are only one room away. Our lives are a living sacrifice. Our lives are a living vessel for worship. Our lives are a living example of the resurrected king. We need to prepare our hearts to enter into his presence. We need to prepare our lives to enter in, uh, into his presence. We, we need to prepare our fragrance to be pleasing to the king and enter into the throne room with thanksgiving and praise. Let's not stop when we are only one room away. Because if a peasant girl by the name of Esther can make it into the throne room, so can we. With every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, stir in, this, in us an awakening. Stir in us a desire to know you more. Stir in, in us a yearning to enter into your presence. There is no greater joy than being in your presence. We thank you, Jesus, for the blood. We thank you for uh, the sacrifice that has set us free. We are no longer slaves, but children of the Almighty God, and we give you all the glory. 
Oh, when that veil was torn, we no longer were forced to remain in the outer courts. When that veil was torn, we were no longer kept from the holy of holies. When that veil was torn, you came busting through with arms open wide like, like the father to the prodigal son. You loved us and desired us so much that you made a way when there was no way. You made it possible for us to come to the Father. You meet us where we are and draw us close to you. We were one room away, but now we enter into your presence and seek your holy face. Cleanse us and make us anew, and may we not stray from your holy presence. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. Thank you.